Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Actus Podcast, a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news relevant to the CDI profession and Actus. I'm Carla Accordo, an editor and product coordinator for Actus, and I'll be your host for today's show, which is part of our Conversations with Carla series. In every episode of this series, I'll be joined by a guest who's behind one of our most popular and exciting Actus educational offerings to share their expertise. Today, we're joined by Sheila Duhon, EMBA, RN, CCDS, CCS, ACCRN, the 2022 recipient of the CDI Professional of the Year Actus Achievement Award. Sheila is the National Director of CDI Operations and Education for Steward Healthcare, LLC, headquartered in Dallas, Texas. She has an extensive background in critical care nursing and multiple leadership roles across several states, with more than 16 years experience in the field. A past Actus Conference and local Actus Chapter speaker, she has been featured on the Actus Podcast and in the CDI Journal. She is a member of the Actus Leadership Council, the Actus Mastermind Council, and the author of the CDI Workbook, Investigating Complex Cases and Formulating Queries. Today's show is brought to you by Actus Pro. Actus Pro is an interactive, customizable online tool that allows CDI professionals to easily access CDI information anywhere at any time. The tool contains all the great content you're accustomed to viewing in the Actus Pocket Guide books, but with the added benefits of an online tool. You can access the application on any device. This tool can be used on your phone, tablet, or desktop, and it will conform to the size of your device. Search by clinical condition, ICD-10 code, or MDC category to locate the guidance you need. Updated in real time, get the latest expert and official guidance you need to ensure accuracy and compliance. Once you look up your clinical condition, you'll receive all the guidance related to that condition, including detailed definitions, diagnostic criteria and treatment protocols, ICD-10-CM chapter-specific documentation requirements, CDI critical thinking tips, and more. There are currently four versions of the product, inpatient, outpatient, coder, and physician, our newest version designed specifically for practitioner use. Learn more by using the link in today's show notes. Now, back to the show. Thanks again for joining us today, Sheila. We're really excited to sit down with you here. Let's start at the beginning. How did you become involved in healthcare, and how did you eventually land in CDI? Well, thank you very much, Carla, for inviting me to join the Actus podcast. It's really an exciting thing, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be here with you. So the beginning, the beginning was a long time ago, and I actually became a registered nurse at the age of 19. I graduated high school 17 and went straight through two years of an associate's degree program for nursing and landed my first job in an ICU, which nowadays we don't put 19-year-old brand new graduate nurses in the ICU without a preceptor or somebody to help them along. But that's kind of what happened with me. So I was, I was baptized by fire, so to speak, way back in the day before we really had that. But I eventually went on to get a bachelor's degree and a master's degree because I do consider myself a lifelong learner. I think in, in most professions, but especially true in healthcare, that is critical because everything in healthcare is always changing, always evolving, always improving. We are always moving towards best practice. And then that, that needle keeps moving um, forward and forward. So, so we're always trying to keep up with that. 
So I started out in ICU and I worked my entire career uh, across several states. I first started out in Oklahoma. I practiced in, in California as well as Montana, Texas, is which is where I live now. And it was all ICU nursing for a long time until I went into the CDI world, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. But I started into nursing. Why? So there's a lot of reasons. But when I was a teenager, actually even like young teens, like 12, 13 years old, I was in love with with horses and my parents bought me a horse. And that taught me a lot of responsibility, but also taking care of an animal like that, a 2000 pound animal and keeping them healthy. So I had to nurse my horses back to health from pneumonia. One time I thought I was scared to death my horse would die, but he didn't. And, and so through many, many just minor ailments and injuries, I was a hunter jumper champion in, in my state um, way back in that time. And so I learned how to care for somebody or something um, besides myself through that. I have two younger brothers, but we were all very close in age. So I never was like a surrogate mom to them, but I certainly was to animals. And for quite a while, I actually considered becoming a veterinarian instead of a nurse. Um, But I decided nursing was probably more along what I needed to do and wanted to do. So that's kind of how I got my start. Um, My grandmother, who was a very pivotal person in my life, was very um, supportive of that. And I remember me begging her as a nursing student to please let me practice uh, on her to take her dentures in and out. Because we had to learn that in nursing school, how to take somebody's dentures out and clean them for them while we were doing their their daily care. And my grandmother, she was she she really took one for the team because she said, I don't want you to see me without my my teeth in. But she did let me do it. And so, you know, I've had a lot of support in in that area. Um, And when I think about that time with my grandmother, it makes me laugh and chuckle. It was kind of fun. So then I think your second question was, how did I get into CDI? So CDI was a totally different work field than, than ICU bedside clinical nursing. And I had worked in, you know, as charge nurse and rapid response nurse and the nurse manager and all, you know, house supervisor. I'd done all those things in leadership in, in the bedside realm and in, in, under the nursing department. But when it, when it came to my attention that there was a position at um, a facility for a clinical documentation specialist, I really didn't even know what it was. But I was at a point in my life where I needed to make a um, lifestyle change. Um, I had become a single mom and I had two teenagers at home and I really wanted to be home for them. And so this was a job that piqued my interest, but also was going to meet my personal needs for lifestyle and and hours that were adjusted. So when I got into it, I I learned so much that I never even knew existed because as a bedside nurse, I was focused on my patient being alive when I got to the to the hospital and started my shift that I did no harm, made no med errors, nothing like that. And that my patient was in better condition when I left than when I had arrived earlier that shift. And so going into this, the CDI realm, 
opened my horizons to many things, the business related part of healthcare. I had gone through my master's degree program, master's in business administration. So this really was a a good segue into this. And I learned about what HIM does and what coding does. And these are things that I really didn't care about so much when I was taking care of my patients. My patient was what I cared about. So it opened up a whole new world and I find it fascinating. I think CDI is a great um, new challenge for somebody that wants to take a different um, road in their career uh, from nursing. And I think that it's it's something that I get to use all my clinical skills and expertise and everything I've learned over the many, many years I've been a nurse. But I, I get to do it in a more methodical way. And I've actually learned so much being a CDS that as a bedside nurse, you don't have time to look up disease processes if there's something you want to remember. You definitely need to take the time to look up a medication and side effects before you administer something. But sometimes I would just have to take that time on my day off or later in the evening when I got home to read up or refresh myself on a particular disease process. But in CDI, it all comes to you and you get to put that puzzle together. And that's what I love about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for sharing your experiences in critical care nursing and how that led you here. I thought it was especially interesting to hear about how your passion for horses shaped your career choice and who supported you along the way, people like your grandmother. Can you tell me a little bit about when you found out you'd been selected as the CDI Professional of the Year? How, how did that feel? What went through your mind? Well... <laughs> I'll tell you, just you saying that gives me goosebumps. Um, right now, it uh, it just did. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but I, I was sitting here, I, I work remotely, except when I travel to our facilities across Stewart Healthcare. And we have nine different states that we have facilities in. But when I'm not traveling to the facilities and working with our leadership and our CDI teams on site, I work out of an office in my house. And so I was sitting here in my office and this email came across and I just went, oh my gosh, you know, and I just like, and my husband who, who was in the other part of the house heard me and he came down to my office, which is at the front of the house. He said, what's the matter? What's the matter? What's wrong? I said, nothing's wrong. I can't believe this. He said, well, what, what, what? And so I read it to him and he came over and he looked at, at, my computer and and read the email, but I was just, I was shocked. I was flabbergasted. I was excited. I was everything you can think of all rolled up into one, but mostly it was just like, wow, what a huge honor and what a huge honor on behalf of the CDSs that I work for, the leadership that I've worked under for so many years. Um, and it just was, it was a very exciting moment. And I wanted to share that, of course, with my husband first. And then I called my kids and I told them, guess what your mom did, you know, things like that. But um, it was, it was very exciting. Thanks for sharing that. I just, I love hearing stories like that. Your excitement is just completely palpable to me. And it, it makes me so happy to hear that you were so happy in the moment. 
And I, <laughs> I had the pleasure of being on the committee that reviewed the applications and the, I'm sorry, the nominations. And one thing that I noticed about your nominations is that every person who nominated you praised your passion and your dedication to mentorship. It came up over and over again. Can you talk about why serving as a mentor is so important to you? I sure can. So, and this again takes me back to my early career because I don't think any of us gets where we are without having somebody mentor us and somebody for us to look up to and to learn from. And I think way back on my nurse manager, uh, Linda Schoenberg, who I worked with in Tulsa, Oklahoma to um, Lynn Weeks, who was our ICU educator. And she kept pushing me over and over again. She said, you need to go back to school. You need to do this. You need to do that. You've got what it takes, you know? And I, and I, I haven't seen Lynn Weeks. I don't even know if, if she may be retired for all I know. I haven't seen Linda, but these are people I remember from way back when I then became a nurse preceptor in the ICU. And so I had only been a nurse for a couple of years, so I certainly didn't know everything, but I wanted to share what I knew with new graduates. And we we were very fortunate to have a preceptor program at the hospital that I worked at in Tulsa. And so I was preceptor to Lynn Craig, who was a brand new graduate, and she and I have remained friends to this day. And this was, you know, 40 years ago, maybe, that that I was her preceptor and, and mentor. And she went on to do great things. She lives in the state of Washington, I think in an island off of the state. We've met at um, critical care nursing um, conferences. Uh, she, she is somebody that I'm friends with Facebook on. And that was the beginning of something that I've had my whole life, that relationship with her. And it started by one of us needing to learn and one of us wanting to share. Because when I share what I know, I always learn. There's not a day that goes by that I don't learn something. And I learn from the people that I'm supposedly mentoring as much as they might learn from me. And I think that that's the, I I have an open mind. I try to always think of outside the box. Okay, what else could that be? And that's especially important, I think, in the CDI world. Think outside the box. Don't just look at what's there in black and white. Look at what else is there. What's not being said? What's in between the lines? That's why I really refer to CDI as kind of being, putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. And so mentoring is something that, that I think we all need. And, and I think we're all natural educators in a sense, but you have to have the confidence to do that. And I was very fortunate in my early career to where I wasn't all that confident, but I certainly had people that believed in me and could see that there was potential there. And they pushed me, they pushed me out of that comfort zone. And that was a good thing. Because you don't learn without going through some of that growth pain and, and those struggles. And I remember the very first time I gave a presentation, this was way before videotapes. Um, and I was in an audio, I was, I was giving a presentation to a group of residents. Okay. I was like maybe 21, 22 years old. I'm giving a presentation on um, arrhythmias to a group of residents 
And the room was entirely black because they had these two huge spotlights on the podium, which is where I was. And I was scared to death to talk in front of all of them. And there might have been 25 or 30 of them. I don't even know. But the, the funny thing about that was all the spotlight was on me. So everybody could see my face. I couldn't see anybody in the audience. It was totally black because those spotlights were so, so bright. And so that, that was my first real true out of my comfort zone that, you know, I was scared. My hands, I'm sure were shaking, you know, that whole bit. And it's brought, you know, that started me off on that path to, you know what, I can do whatever I set my mind to do and I can help others to achieve that and others to believe in themselves as well. I love that mentality. I love that you took that fear and you overcame it and you're now helping other people overcome that and realize their potential. Listening to you talk, it really sounds like having a mentor and later becoming a mentor impacted your career progression so positively. You mentioned confidence as key to being a successful mentor. What advice do you have for those who might be looking to step into a mentorship role but are unsure of where to begin? So very good question. And I would say start small. Every single one of us has something to give. Every single person out there has something that they know that they're really good at or they're reasonably good at. Don't be scared to start small. So if you're great at starting IVs, then take that new grad nurse and say, hey, listen, come on in. I'm going to start an IV on a patient who doesn't have really good veins. But let me show you some tricks and maybe you'll learn something from that. And so that's that's just a small example of an everyday nursing routine or or a process procedure that that a nurse does every day. The same thing in the CDI world. Let me show you something. Hey, guys, look at this. Did you know that XYZ is an MCC or Hey, guess what? It's after October 1st, and this used to be an MCC, and now it's gotten downgraded to a CC. So those types of things of just sharing and speaking out loud and taking a new CDS or someone with less experience and just say, here, I want to show you something I just realized in this case, and this is what I'm going to query for, and this is why. Those types of things. So start small Everybody's got something that they're good at. Every single person does. And ma- many things, actually, that you're good at. Start small, something that you are confident in. That will help you build your confidence to go to the next level and, and try a little bit different. And don't forget, it's okay to step outside your, your comfort zone. That's where we grow. That's when we grow is when we're a little uncomfortable. That's such a great point. Starting small and then growing from there can be such a great way to get involved, especially, like you said, really pushing ourselves to get out of our comfort zone. I know that's something I struggle with, but every time I find myself out of my comfort zone, there's always a positive that comes from it. Absolutely. I agree completely. So we do have one last question. Um, Now that you have achieved so much in your career, What's next? What what's next for you? What future are you hoping for for yourself? Gosh, there's plenty more to achieve. Okay, there's always something out there. And so um, I guess the first thing I want to do is I want to um, give a shout out to the CDSs that work with me at Stewart Healthcare because I came there about a year and a half ago and 
I put a lot on the team because we needed to do some major changes and improvements. And the CDSs really dug in, rolled up their sleeves, and weren't afraid to follow. And we have made such huge strides already, but we're not anywhere near completion. I don't think any program ever is. And so I want to move us forward more and more in terms of growth of our program, getting us to the next level of CDI where we are engaging more with PSIs and hacks, some quality um, in, in um, initiatives that, that we're working with, uh, engaging with our physician advisors. We're very fortunate we have physician advisors and chief medical officers at all of our facilities. And so we are partnering with them and and we do that in a very collaborative fashion and and i think that there's always room for growth there and it's a mutual uh, respect so so that's that's good i also think that um onboarding new cds is it's very interesting i interviewed a potential candidate uh last week actually the week before we went to actus and i told her i'd follow up with her this week and so she told me during the first interview, she said, I almost rescinded my application because I don't have CDI experience. And I was on the phone with a nut, with one of our educators and we both said, oh, no, 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 don't think that way. You have great clinical experience. You've got some case management background. You've got this, you've got that. We, and obviously you've worked in a lot of different clinical areas. So you've got a good clinical foundation. We can teach you CDI. We can't teach you critical thinking skills. That's come, that has to come from within you, but we can teach um, CDI and ICD-10 and, and, you know, queries and the, the whole review process. And so that's where I want to take that to the next level with our team and with new CDSs, because it's a fairly new field. You know, I've been a nurse for a long time, but CDI wasn't around when I first became a nurse. And a lot of people still have not heard of what a clinical documentation integrity specialist does, what what impact they have. I think it, we're becoming more and more um, bring, coming to the forefront. Uh, I used to say when I first started in CDI that we didn't have a place at the table. We weren't invited to the party. We were not considered to be essential elements to help the organization and the facility to thrive in many ways. And I'm not just talking financial ways and, and getting the quote, the best DRG or the, the right DRG. We are all about the integrity, which is the right DRG, even if it's not the highest paying DRG. We're about the appropriate secondary conditions. And so those are things that um, we've brought forth to our organization and we've been able to really um, focus on that and, and elevate that. So I think that the growth opportunities that we have in every organization will have that, you know, we're always looking at what's better, what's next, how can we make this more impactful? How can we get beyond just the basics of CDI and bring our CDI program to the next level to where we are obviously in most organizations, but not all, but in my organization, we're part of the mid rev cycle. And so the financial part of it is definitely something that is looked at. But we are also integral to quality, to length of stay, to the PSI and hacks, to the mortality, O to E ratio, the observed to expected ratio. 
for, for that. And these, this is all publicly reported data. We're looking at our HCCs, which are now on the hierarchical condition categories to be capturing those in the coding because um, Steward Healthcare happens to be, I believe, the largest um, private ACO um, organization in the United States. And so we are definitely into looking at those HCCs and capturing those um, in, in our documentation and in our final code set. Another thing that's really exciting for me besides growing, growing the program and bringing on brand new CDS is I love seeing a, somebody who comes in and we use foreign, foreign medical graduates as CDSs. They're fantastic. We use registered nurses. We have some LVNs. We have some coding background people um, with their RHIT and, and coding certifications. So we have a variety of backgrounds that comprise our CDI program. Um, so besides bringing our program to the next level, I'm also really excited about um, writing a second book. A few years ago, I published a book through HC Pro that you guys had asked me to write, and it was entitled CDI Workbook, Investigating Complex Cases and Formulating Queries. So I was approached by Actus um, not too long ago to do a second edition of that book and how we could improve upon it and such. And so, again, being somebody that always wants the people that I'm working with to do better and achieve more. I pulled in my CDI manager for education and audit at Stewart Healthcare. I said, Rhoda, um, next thing you need to do is write a book. She went, oh my gosh, Sheila, what else? You know, I said, no, you need to write a book, but I'll help you. I've been there. Nobody helped me. I, I mean, Linnea, I, I won't say nobody helped me because Linnea was my editor and she was awesome. But um, I mean, I, I had to come up with all of it, but I said, no, Rhoda, you are entirely capable and I'm not going to, you know, just leave you on your own. We'll do it together, but I want you to be able to, to have that type of background. So I, I, you know, I guess that's the part of mentoring that I like is is to get somebody involved and push them beyond their their comfort zone and bring them into something that perhaps they've never done before, which is write a book. So next year in 2023, the new book should be published. And I'm really excited that I'll be able to partner with Rhoda to do that. That's awesome, Sheila. It sounds like you've definitely got plenty of things lined up for the future. Um, we have run out of time, but I want to thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for sharing your perspective, letting our listeners get to know you a little bit better. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And again, I'm very humbled and honored to have received the professional uh, of the CDI professional of the year award. And I truly do accept that on behalf of everybody that works with me and has mentored me and is on my team because nobody is successful by themselves. It takes a village. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sheila. Now it's time for the Actus update a regular segment featuring the latest news on what's going on inside the association. We've spent this episode with Sheila Duhon, the 2022 recipient of the CDI Professional of the Year Award. I would now like to take a moment to acknowledge the other recipients of the 2022 Actus Achievement Awards. The second annual Diversity in CDI Award was presented to the University of Miami Health System. Actus celebrates this organization for its incredibly diverse team, which is comprised of eight team members who identify as male and 11 as female, and who represent a variety of cultures and ethnicities from Cuba, India, the Dominican Republic, 
the Bahamas, Syria, Puerto Rico, and America. The team includes registered nurses, physicians, coders, nurse practitioners, and physician assistants with a variety of education and experience levels. The organization's required training includes courses on unconscious bias and equity in the workplace. Tierra Mina, Senior Manager of CDI, accepted the award on behalf of the University of Miami Health System. The Recognition of Professional Achievement Award was presented to Tammy McMasters Gomez, Director of Coding and Clinical Documentation Integrity Services at University of California Davis Medical Center in Sacramento. McMasters Gomez has nearly 30 years of experience in healthcare, 17 of which have been in CDI. She is a member of ACTUS and the ACTUS Leadership Council, a past ACTUS speaker and guest on the ACTUS podcast, and belongs to the team that was awarded the 2021 Diversity in CDI ACTUS Achievement Award. The Rookie of the Year Award was presented to Dr. A.J. Haig, Physician Advisor for Utilization Management at Essentia Health in Minnesota, an adjunct faculty at the University of Minnesota Duluth School of Medicine. Haig is board certified in internal medicine, critical care medicine, and emergency medicine, and has published in multiple journals, including the Journal of the American Medical Association. He is a member of ACTUS and the Minnesota ACTUS local chapter, and his colleagues praise his passion for ensuring quality patient care. The Excellence in Provider Engagement Award was presented to Dr. Paul Simmons, Physician Advisor to CDI and Case Management and Assistant Chief Medical Officer at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. He is board certified in internal medicine and serves as an Assistant Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School. He is a member of the Actus Massachusetts local chapter and has been recognized by his colleagues for his advocacy and promotion of CDI efforts to both physicians and executive leadership. The ACTUS team was so excited to celebrate all of the 2022 award recipients at the ACTUS conference in Orlando earlier this month. We congratulate them on their achievements and thank them for their contributions to the CDI profession. As always, you can find the link for more information in today's show notes. That brings us to the end of today's ACTUS podcast episode. We'll be back in two weeks on Wednesday, June 8th for the first episode in our ACTUS Happy Hour series which provides a glimpse behind the scenes of all things Actus. You can listen to the show anytime on the Actus website or via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. All the links we discussed during today's episode will be available in the show notes. And as always, we'd really appreciate it if you'd take a minute to leave us a five-star review on your podcast app to help others find our show. Our intro and outro music is Media Noche by Dan Key, and our ad music is Take Me Higher by Jazar, both obtained from the Free Music Archive. If you have any suggestions for future guests or topics, please email us at actus-inquiries at simplifycompliance.com. Until next time, take care, everyone.